It all started with a very simple idea. Tell the stories of how successful middle market CEOs made it to the corner office. I'm Brand Handley, founder and managing director of Resource Options International, or ROI. We're the USA's premier executive search firm focused exclusively on empowering middle market companies to attract, hire, and retain A players while transforming top executives' careers and lives. ROI's Into the Corner office is dedicated to discovering how middle market CEOs advance their career, and we're making these remarkable and sometimes quite unbelievable stories available to you for the very first time. Listen and learn about the challenges they've overcome, the interesting people they've met along the way, and the lessons learned that steered these executives' unique journey into a middle market corner office of their own. I know you enjoy these CEO stories as much as I've enjoyed recording them. So thank you for listening today. And if you like what you've heard, rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm looking forward to you joining me on the next great middle market CEO adventure into the corner office. My guest today is Pat Carey, Chief Executive Officer of Wallace & Carey, Canada's largest independent distributor. Pat isn't just another business owner, he's a walking example of the Canadian entrepreneurial spirit. As a third generation CEO of Wallace & Carey, he is now leading the evolution of this national 100-year success story. Though Pat only officially took on the role of CEO back in 2018, he jokes that he joined the company when he was born in the mid-70s. Headquartered in Calgary, Wallace & Carey's over 500 team members serve more than 7,000 customer locations through their expansive distribution network, which services every postal code in Canada. Pat is a graduate of Acadia University and an active member of numerous industry organizations and trade groups, including the Young Presidents Organization and a lifelong volunteer with community events like the Calgary Stampede. Pat Carey, welcome into the corner office. Great to be here. Look forward to uh, look forward to our chat. Oh, this is terrific. Well, great to have you here. And I, I guess first and foremost, what, what part of the world did we catch you in? You know, I know you're quite an outdoorsman and you've been out of Calgary for years, or, but you mentioned something about being up in a cabin somewhere. So I'm curious, what part of the world are you in today? I'm actually in a small town called Invermere and Invermere. Uh, it's, oh. it's in BC, so just west okay. of Alberta. Okay. Yeah. 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 Great. And is that a, is that a family home a location or is it just a vacation spot or just getting out in the woods for a bit <laughs> well it's it's actually another generational story my my uh, wife's uh, grandfather owned this land uh oh my back in the 50s and yeah we were finally able to build the a bit of a cabin for my mother-in-law nice. and so she lives here full-time and lets us come and vacation and and oh, get away lovely. from the city so I love it. Well, let's start with the family. And, and, you know, we always like to kind of hear a little bit about the early years, Pat, you know, tell us uh, where you, where you grew up and what your early family life was like. I know you're, you're, you've been in a third generation business, as we said uh, in the intro and, you know, tell us, uh, uh, you know, where that all happened to, you know, mother, father, siblings. Well, it started with my grandfather and, and he was originally from Manitoba, both grandma and grandpa Mm -hmm. on my, on my dad's side. And uh, my mom's side's from Ontario. And anyway, right. grandma and grandpa moved to Calgary. And uh, my my father and mother met in Calgary as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I was born in Calgary. You grew I, up in Calgary. In, in the city or were you out in the country or where were you uh, living? 
Uh, right in the city, actually, a community yeah. called Silver Springs. So three okay. brothers and a or four boys and a and a girl. Um, and Where are you in the pecking order? I'm the I'm the dreaded middle child. So. <laughs> <laughs> the one who can't be trusted, right? And, yeah. <laughs> in my the black sheet, as we refer to it in our family, as my brothers and sisters would say, and my wife, I I. I definitely have middle middle child syndrome, so we we, j- we joke about that over the years. I love it. And and mom and dad. So did did dad go right into the family business, and and mom, you know, support and bring up the kids? What what was that like? Yeah, it was a little more traditional, like you said. So yeah. dad joined the business in in the early seventies, and um, did he have a career before that, or or was it always expected he'd go into it? Yeah, he he moved to Toronto and had a had a career with a company called Robert Simpson and sold okay. shoes, your your typical shoe salesman, and yeah, and yeah. Uh, kind of horned his craft of sales and and. Uh, it's actually so. Dad passed away a few years ago, and oh. I was able to kind of um, go through the archives and see the letter that my yeah. father wrote to my grandfather, basically requesting or demand, not demanding, but <laughs> asking to join the family business. Wow! And uh, Grandpa wasn't as receptive as I think Dad hoped, and and basically yeah. said, uh, "You got to go make your mistakes elsewhere before you join the family business." Smart advice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so now I know why I was faced with the same challenge <laughs> when I asked to join the family business. Now, was it logistics and distribution at that time too? Have you been pretty much in the same business for these generations? Back, it, yeah. Um, back in the early start of the career, it was more of a general store type. And, okay. Right. Uh, right. When, you, when you think yeah. of Western Canada, we we started selling to the small towns outside Outpost, of Calgary, yeah. and then right. you had one truck, two trucks, and yeah, and yeah. Uh, eventually we kind of stuck with our knitting of of wholesale and distribution, and let the right. experts at retail be the experts yeah, yeah. at retail. Figure that out. Yeah. yeah. But you went away to school, and 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 was that something that um, your brothers and sisters did, and and was it expected of you to go and get a degree? It was never expected. Um, yeah. Actually, out of high school, I kind of turned to the mountains and and mm. became a what I call a ski bum, and so right. I right. became a ski patroller up at a local hill. And and nice. uh, my brother and I, um, two older brothers and myself, we had a, a landscape company in Invermere where we were. Oh, cool. It's cottage country, cabin country, and so we're cutting grass for the ki- sure. for the families that would go back to Calgary during the week, and and it yeah, yeah. It, it turned into summer homes mostly, yeah. right, or, or weekend homes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and and so that business kind of flourished, but it was only big enough to support one of us, and so. <laughs> My brother and I pulled straws and, and I pulled the short straws. So I went back to school and, and yes. my sister and I actually went to the same school at Katie University wow. out East in Nova yeah, Scotia. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Were you a good student in, in secondary school before going into college? Was, you know, that's something that you, uh, you know, focused a lot of time on or. Uh, I would say I had a lot of fun in school. I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed rugby and the social side yeah. that rugby Brings, but um, I I got through. I wouldn't say I excelled, but I got yeah. through. So yeah, and then went on to uh, obviously Arcadia. You'd mentioned the lawn mowing business. Was there other entrepreneurial things that you did as a kid growing up? Yep the the lawn mowing 
maintenance was kind of one of the biggest things and it's, it's yeah. still going today. And, and my really, brother, really, so your brother's still running it. My brother still runs it in Invermere. It's called oh. Mac Neal mowing. And, and, oh. um, they, they have quite a, quite a business in, in the Valley. And, and so that oh. was the key entrepreneurial thing that got us started yeah. and, sure. and, um, and kind of got our passion for, for starting business once, yeah. once Love we got that. into the family business. Love that. Yeah. What were the types of things that you remember as a kid growing up that were, you know, either inspirational from older brothers and sisters or your parents or, you know, maybe a coach or, you know, rugby, I know was a, a big part of your life. Um, you know, any things that you remember that kind of helped you during those days in terms of, you know, persevering and moving forward? You know what? I, I think the I go back to the battles, my older brother, Mike, and and then the next oldest is Neil, the, the, I wouldn't say battles, but the, the challenges we had yeah. working together as teenagers, um, oh and, and the importance of, of the friendship that we developed. Yeah. You could mm. disagree and, and, uh, have challenges about how the work gets done, but at the end of the day, we're family and, right, and, right. uh, no matter what the complication is, we gotta, you, you gotta stick together. And, and I think that's what really started to help me once I started mm. to work with dad in the, in the business. And, and that mantra that we want the same objective. Um, we right. just may not agree on how to get there. So Yeah. 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 How are you all just a couple of years apart? Your, your siblings? Well, there's five of us and we're almost yeah. exactly 10 years from the oldest to the youngest. Yeah. 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 It's about two years apart. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, and so being the middle child, I don't suppose it was, you know, obvious that you'd be the heir apparent to the company and you, you, you have become that. Were there other issues that kind of went into that or did the other siblings not join the company or, you know, how did you kind of work through that? Because there was a lot of competition in that household. <laughs> yeah, there definitely was. Um, yeah. I, I don't, dad did a, did a very good job of not, um, setting expectations that, uh, mm. sorry, mom and dad did a good job, not setting yeah. expectations that anybody had to join the family business. And, mm. and they very really, much, it was, it was optional. Huh? They did kind of give you that freedom. They, they encouraged us to go do other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. they, they yeah. almost pushed us away from the family business and, right. and right. I had to push quite hard to, to get dad to, to concede and, and allow us to join the business. He, wow. he put my wife and I, or girlfriend at the time, but yeah. wife today, um, he put us through a lot of, uh, dinner conversations and, and, mm. and tough chats of what joining a family business is all about. And, yeah. and, huh. um, it can be perceived as, positive or negative, but in hindsight, right. I, I think it's good to have those conversations ahead of time rather than once you're in the business and, and can't turn back kind of thing. So. Absolutely. And and did you go in right away or did you do a couple of things coming out of Arcadia that was um, outside the, the family walls, so to speak? Yeah. So I graduated, graduated Acadia in 2003 mm -hmm. and um, I worked for one of the manufacturers in the industry for a little bit. Okay. And uh, I had a, a, a manager that knew our family business in Calgary and, mm. and understood kind of the history. And um, I moved up that organization quite quickly. And, nice. and, and one day he came to me and said, Pat, uh, Bill Lockery was his name. He said, Pat, mm. um, 
due to your your family business, and since we sell to your family business and to your family business's competitors, you've kind of plateaued here. And wow, uh, interesting. Huh. At at the time, I I didn't agree or understand why you would say that to me. And, mm. and and but when I look back after after the years, it was probably the the kick in the butt that I needed to mm. to to make the leap into the family business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's when you made that transition. And I know you came in as a vice president. Did you have a certain area of the business that you started in when you first came in to? to I actually, I actually didn't come in as vice president. I, I came in as uh, just in the warehouse and. um, Oh, right. Really? Wow. So he started you right down at the bottom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks dad. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so I worked out uh, my, my, Wife, at the, wife and I were based in Calgary, and and travel was going to be a major part of the family business. Of course, and yeah. uh, so Dad sent me out to Vancouver for six months, and so I left. Yeah. I left on Monday, came back on Friday, and and my wife and I got used to uh, traveling and being apart. And I worked in the warehouse from six till mm. two, and and then had some management meetings from two till kind of six, and and. Uh, so I was in a position where I, I started on the shop floor and worked my way through each job in the warehouse so that I could have that uh, foundation um, for the future. Do you remember the first time you started managing people, Pat? Uh, the first time I managed people, obviously, um, working with the manufacturers, I, I was yeah. working with people. Um at the landscape business in Invermere, we had three or four guys at various times that worked for us. Oh, okay. Really? Wait, even back then. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but in the, in Wallace and Kerry, the first time was when I was, took an operations oh. role for Western yeah. Canada. Yeah. yeah. And uh, obviously in a family business, there's, you, you deal with some of the stigma is he the right be person? Be kind of for, tough sometimes. Yeah. 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 And you're the third generation. So, you know, daddy's boy coming in. Did you get some pushback and, you know, or some of those early challenges you had in leadership? You know what? We, we have a lot of, a lot of teammates that have been with us for yeah, a, yeah. a large, a, a long time. And well, probably some family lineages there too, I imagine. Right. Did it, you hire sons of and daughters of, of former employees and so forth? Well, if you go through our organizations, there's a lot of father, son, there's husbands yeah. and wives that met within the business. So sure, we, sure. we do have a strong culture of, of yeah. fostering family. And, right. and so I would say, yeah, there was some difficult times, but <laughs> in the majority the the teammates were quite supportive and, and understood the the succession plan and those types of things, but sure, dad sure. was definitely not one to hand it to anybody. And, That's right. Um, you had to earn your keep. Yeah. yeah. So they knew that uh, my father would make it as difficult as he could. So <laughs> <laughs> they could, they could just tease you a little bit, right? They wouldn't have to jab you too hard. <laughs> they got to sit back and watch the show. So, yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. That's great. So how long were you out in Western Canada then? So was that you know, that first job uh, take you out there for some time? I was out there for about six months and wow. uh, my wife and I actually looked at moving to Vancouver and oh, um, yeah. we decided that since my job would, I would be on the road quite a bit anyway, that her family and my family were closer to Calgary. And, and mm-hmm, so it made mm-hmm. sense for us to set up home base in Calgary and uh, I could travel from wherever. 
So yeah. at that time, I think that was 04, 05, we decided to make Calgary home base close to Inverness. Oh, so, so the business wasn't based in Calgary then originally? Carry. Yes, it was originally based oh, in Calgary, okay. and yeah. in in the early two thousands, we had warehouses across the country. So across I went country, right. I went yeah. to Vancouver to work in the Vancouver warehouse, and got it. And, got it. and then you moved back, yeah. and then yeah. we moved back. So yeah, yeah, it. and that's been the headquarters since then. Good. And then and then when when you came back before you obviously moved into the CEO role, which I understand was was fairly recent, it was about two three years ago, right? I mean, you took over as president, I think, back in. 2012, but you obviously had several jobs over that 10 year period. Did you kind of come up through a, you know, a specific uh, area of the company? Did, did dad have you, you know, train in some different, you know, responsibilities? Tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah. So my business background was, was finance, uh, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. personal finance, not accounting or anything, but um, right. a, a BCom from Acadia. So yeah. I was, I was strong on the, on the sales and relationship side of the business. And, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I really took control, not control, but uh, took ownership of the sales opportunities within Got Wallace it. and Carey yeah, and yeah. were closely with the corporate team in, in um, Calgary through kind of 05, 06. And, and we mm -hmm. had, we had quite a bit of success um, from 2007 to about 2012, uh, gaining big corporate clients, big clients. from yeah. our competition. Yeah. And so I would say I, I cut my teeth on doing on that, understanding yeah. what goes into gaining those business, how to price them, right. how to prepare mm. for them. Um, when we win an account, it, it can be significantly large account with Imagine, uh, with yeah. six seven hundred deliveries across the country and and wow. big scale of products and and so to transition that business does not happen overnight and and right. you've got to engage all parts of the team to make it successful. So we had three or four opportunities during the 2006 to 2012 time frame to gain business, and I would mm. say that success gave me the confidence and, and the yeah. comfort level to understand each piece of the business and work with everybody throughout the organization. And, and did the business transform a bit during that period, Pat? In other words, when you're going out and getting new clients, were you looking for new verticals and going into new, you know, areas that you had not, uh, had not competed with in before as a company? Yeah. When, so mm -hmm. when I became vice president, dad and I had a, a bit of an analogy we we called it the 80 20 rule and uh when i joined the business we had 80 percent of our assets taking 80 percent of our time and wow. um, we wanted to diversify our business a little bit to right. have 80 percent of our assets taking 20 percent of our time sure yeah and yeah. um so we diversified carry management inc which is the holding company that owns right. wallace and carry we got into the garden center business mm. we, we obviously collected some real estate over the years right, right. Into, into the broker side of the business and and a number of different areas that started to complement wallace and carry and uh, Carry Management Inc. became that holding company that was over top of those four or five different operating codes. Mm. And um, that gave us a whole bunch of new challenges of uh, centralized management or service-based management versus each business running on their own. And we kind of went back and forth as we figured out what was best for, for our yeah. organization. Yeah, awesome. 
Cool. And um, we we kind of went over this a little bit, but were, were, did some of your siblings also come into the business and are they still involved today or how did that kind of shake out over time as you climbed the ladder? So to speak? Yeah, we, we had various um, times where, where different brothers and sisters and family were in the business. Right. Um, my dad and my uncle worked together for for 20 plus years until my my uncle retired and uh, were my, some of his kids involved, some of your cousins involved in the business. Yeah. Too? Uh, my yeah, cousin yeah. joined the business. He was with us for um, almost or 10 plus years as well. And uh, so he went back into the manufacturing side and, right, right. and uh, still in the industry today, but not with the business. And my two of my brothers uh, had stints with the organization. Yeah. We got into the golf business and, I would say the golf business uh, isn't the most profitable business no. in Canada. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so my little brother, Dan, he worked in the business and managed that side of the business until we sold out of, mm. out of that industry. Right. And then my oldest brother uh, works with us from an IT consulting oh. perspective. Right. Right. And uh, just recently, my brother-in-law um, joined the business over the last 12 your, months. Your sister's, sister's husband. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's come in as a, in a senior executive role or in a management role, or did you start him in the warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> we we started him in the warehouse. Really? And, uh, oh my gosh! I love it. Hey, that's the way to do it. And right? you know yeah. what? He 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 was excited. He said, "You know what? We got a that's a family business. You got to start and learn that's from right. the, the ground yeah. floor up." So actually, Jay oh, Jay and I we met playing rugby at school. So okay, we've okay. got a yeah. we got a yeah. obviously a history a and. Yeah. And uh, I said, you got to go through the same orientation that I went through. That's right. And I That's think right. it pays off in the long run. So. Now, did dad step down when you took over as CEO or did, did he pass about that time? What, what what was the kind of seminal event in 19 when you took over? So in 2018, um, dad passed away suddenly. Oh, okay. Sorry and, to hear that. Yeah. Um, so at the time... Um, I was president and obviously he was CEO. So that event um, caused his passing caused the, the succession plan and um, speed it up or whatever. How was he, was he fairly young man at the time? I mean, you know, I know what, was he thinking about retirement then or or was it kind of a sudden occurrence? Dad never thought of retirement. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I, I, in a family business you rarely do right yeah. i i think his line was my brothers and sisters may correct me but his line was i wake up every day and do exactly what i want to why would i retire and uh yeah, you know what i love that philosophy that's mine as well <laughs> so he he retired when he passed away and and yeah, um yeah. so he died quite suddenly he was only 70 and um right. but, but dad, you had talked about succession with him i presume Right. You know and, what? Dad did it? a dad did a hell of a job. We had um, yeah. we had a great resource in um, Dave Blom and and the team at Wallace and Carey. Dave Blom is a family enterprise company Desiderata that we work with. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, he started working with us in in um, early two thousands, and he helped guide the conversation. and And another shout out to Jackie Bellrose that helped guide the conversation um as as we went through that succession plan and and right. dad did a very right. good job of 
um, communicating to to his kids of what that would look like. Hmm. And yeah, so yeah. when he passed away suddenly, hmm. um, everybody knew kind of what was going to happen. Obviously, right, right. Uh, an emotionally charged situation and, and knowing kind of the steps that we were going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, help simplify it or or make it run smoother and right. i always tell my brothers and sisters and mom i said we still all love each other and talk to each other and and so that's the sign of a good succession plan. i was gonna say that's <laughs> a blessing and you know amazing in yeah. and of itself because you know families have gone through far lesser things with you know much greater dissension i'm sure well, well that's I, great well, i was I'm, i was told when that when we went through that, that to majority of families, this causes family oh, yeah. breakups. Huge rifts. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Huge rifts. Yeah. Well, it sounded like he gave it some good thought and God bless him for doing so because you know, that a lot of times that doesn't happen, you know, and, and even with CEO owners, second, third, fourth generation, it can be their seventies and eighties and they still don't want to relinquish control and exactly. left a bit of disarray. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that. Well, tell us a little bit about kind of maybe your leadership style, Pat. I mean, you know, you've obviously been at the company now for almost your entire career, you know, a few years outside after college. What's it, how has it evolved over time? What, what, what have you learned in, in, in running a family business and taking over from your dad now these last couple of years? And, and how would you say that your leadership style has evolved over that time? Yeah, I, I it's it's a great topic and a and a great question and i think the only the the only i can describe it a little bit but the the only true way to answer that is to ask the teammates and and mm. and get that positive feedback and or negative um so that we can improve and and adjust and all right so time out here now there's a lot of walls and carry folks listening to this now <laughs> we're recording this in uh what are we early mid-april now or no march where are we and i think this is probably going to come out in may sometime so open invitation right Pat's yep. asking for feedback but uh <laughs> i won't let you off the hook what, what's your assessment have, you know have, have you think you think that you're managing differently today and if so what does that look like versus you know when you uh when you first came into the company and, you know, you probably had warehouse staff that were maybe double your age, right. That you worked with and folks that had been around there a while and, you know, the teasing and prodding. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think from, from my man and, or my leadership style, I, I want to empower. I want to, mm. I want to encourage teammates to take responsibility, own yeah. the opportunity themselves and, and, and guide their own departments and areas of responsibility. Mm. I, I can't be making all the decisions yeah. and yeah. Um, our teammates, we don't say staff or employees, but our, our teammates know teammates. their areas of responsibility better than we ever will. And I think mm, as, as we can push responsibility down into the organization, we can have more success and be more nimble. So the first thing I did in 2018 um, was look for an outside president. And mm, um, really? mm. it was the first time ever in the ownership yeah. of that the Carey family's owned Wallace and Carey is the first time ever that we had an outside non-Carey president. Wow. Now, did you use a recruiter for that? Did you go through friends and family? How did you identify that president? Because that's a that's a tough job. You know what? It it really is. And yeah. um, we 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 did use a recruiter, and mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. we did exhaust our search in Canada and the U.S. Right. And, wow. and um, 
we ended up landing on someone that my father and I met uh, mm. 10 years prior before his passing. Wow. And uh, yeah. dad actually went into the hospital early April and uh, Dan and or dad and I were scheduled to be in the U S and meet this individual mid April. Mm. And so I, I continued to go down to the States and, and meet to meet Dan. And I said, Dan, you know what? Our situations change. We, we obviously have to go through the search process, but um, I might need that wingman and wondering if he would be interested in the job. So there's not many people in Canada that have managed wholesale distribution at a senior level that have both sales procurement operations and, and uh, understand the business in all its facets. So so yeah, we I think from a leadership perspective that empowerment and and giving we're we're right. trying to give clear direction and and share the strategy in which we want to accomplish and and let our team kind of con- control that direction as opposed to micromanage. Now, is Dan kind of in your same age range? Was he between you and Dad in, in age, or you know, where is he in kind of seniority and experience? He would be be between dad and I, yeah. and uh, I just to kind of boost his ego a bit, I'd say he's closer <laughs> to my age, but <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we didn't get too specific with that. So yeah. I'm sure Dan will be fine with it. So, so I guess you felt very comfortable then and, and, you know, passing along to him, a lot of the operational responsibilities. He came from the industry, it sounds like, or similar, yeah. similar industry. Yeah. 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 You know, there was a lot of eyes on that first year yeah. or two. I can imagine. And, sure. um, you know what, in family business, sometimes you have to go with your gut. And, and my That's gut, right. my yeah. gut was telling me that Dan had the expertise and, and he's excelled in the role. And, and I think the the organization has responded as, as entrepreneurs and, and as family business, you can, you, you got to stick to what you're good at. So That's right. I, That's right. I, I think from a strategic sales and, and kind of directional perspective in the business, I've maybe my strong points are on that side. And, right. and Dan has more day-to-day leadership yeah. expertise than yeah. I would. And, and so yeah. it makes a, it makes a good, good combo. combination. Yeah. yeah. And he's been in, in place now for a couple of years. I mean, when, when did he come in now? He came in in September of 2018. Okay, and eighteen. Okay, yeah. so very fairly soon after. Yeah, very yeah. terrific. Let's talk a little bit about culture. You know, you're again third generation family co- company. You know, what, what's kind of unique or unusual about Wallace and Carey? How, how would you describe the company culture? I would say when I look at our culture across the organization, it's it's one of family, and mm-hmm. um, I, I've got some. There's some teammates that have been with the organization longer than I've been alive. Yeah, and, that's great. Uh, and then their cousins and brothers. And yeah, <laughs> yeah potentially. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so when you have that history of both alumni that associate themselves with Wallace and Carey, as well as, as current teammates that have that longevity, mm. combined with new teammates coming into the organization and challenging right. that status quo, you've, you've got to, you've got to enjoy the people you work with and you've sure. got to have that openness to 
for feedback. And as right, you joked right. earlier, I, I encourage everybody in the organization to reach out and, and give us that constructive feedback because it's the second, only second invitation yeah. <laughs> team member, second invitation. <laughs> it's, it's the only way to learn what's working and what's not working. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. And, and what do you do to propagate that culture? You know, is there certain habits that you use or, you know, methods in which you communicate with folks to, you know, make sure people remember the importance of family and, and, you know, what that, what Wallace and Carrie stands for. Yeah. When I, when I, dad started, um, years and years ago, uh, uh, every January he would go across the country and, um, shake hands with the teammates mm. and obviously mm. traveling across the country in today's environment and sh- and just shaking hands is something that's a little tougher than it used to be. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so we would call those roundups. And so twice a mm. year in 2018, 19, once I took over as CEO, we would go and, and sit in small roundups with our teammates and, yeah. and just talk about the business and, and mm. share where we're headed and, and give an opportunity to ask questions and, and provide Solicit feedback. Yeah. 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 And I think yeah. that's celebrating our teammates and, and taking the time to share our strategy and our successes mm. is an important part for um, our organization to, to understand where we're going and, and how we're so, trying to, yeah. to, keep our, our business on the right foot. I think yeah. I wake up every day and, and talk about the teammates or, or think about the teammates that depend on, or the families that depend on us for a living. And right, um, right. when you, when you're making decisions with that in the back of your mind, it's, it's very important that uh, um, how we make decisions, we, sure. we put that mission statement of fair and equitable treatment for both our teammates, our suppliers, and our customers at the forefront. During these uh, COVIDian times, uh, yeah. how, are you do- how are you doing the roundup? Are you doing Zoom town meetings that are similar to that? Or, you know, have you kind of paused that? Or have you been back now maybe meeting with folks, uh, given that, uh, you know, we are progressing through this? You know what? We, we very much uh, had to, not had to, but we chose to respect the kind of the restrictions and, yeah. and, yeah. and travel uh, of course. suggestions. Yeah. So we haven't been able to be in person doing the roundups. We, right. we've utilized technology to do videos and, and, Good. and push, um, information out to our, our teammates across the country, but we've really had to lean on our, in each one of our warehouses, we have a, a management team. Mm. Um, we've really leaned on them to, to, be that touch point with teammates and and right. we utilize a system called big five where mm. we try to ask the teammates how they're doing both personally as well as at work and and i think right. if as leaders we didn't have that emotional check-in with our teammates during these times it's it's been difficult on yeah. everybody yeah. for a variety of reasons and and we've got to make sure we we stay engaged with our teammates on a personal level of course so that uh they can excel on a, on a work level and, and excel in the things that they're pushing to yeah. accomplish. How many total teammates across the country today? Uh, we, we always say well over 500. Um, <laughs> and, and, and still hiring, I mean, through COVID, given that logistics is, you know, in particularly in the food business is important. Have you, have you continued to hire? Did you have to kind of freeze for a while or, 
what is what does hiring look like over this last period? You know what? It's it's ebbed and flowed. So yeah, yeah. we're a, the theater business is a big piece of our business in Canada, course, and obviously no they've yeah. they've shut they've down shut down right. over the last twelve yeah. months. Hopefully, in the next few weeks here, they can push to get open and and service the customer. But that's been a big hit to us. Um, grocery and retail business and food service have all been affected Growing. differently. Yeah. Yeah, um, of through government support and those types of things, we've been able to keep majority of our teammates employed during some of the height challenges That's of COVID. Yeah. And now we're, we're coming out of COVID, I think stronger than we went into it as we, Good. we grew into different markets as, as our revenue eroded a bit, we were forced to go after some business and, and we've been successful um, pivoting into different industries during COVID. Right. Yeah. Pat, what do you look for when you're when you're making bets on the people you invest in and hire? I I think it's it's attitude. Um mm. we we use a term GWC, get want mm. capable. And mm. uh huh. like that. If you want to be successful, um, then we can give you the capabilities to be successful. And and right. so I would say hire for attitude and and teach for skill. Yeah. Yeah. I always used to say when I was on the operations side, give me a, an ounce of passion for a pound of brains, right? Oh. You know, <laughs> we, we can teach you pretty much anything we do in this business, but you got to want to do it. Got to be excited. about it. I might steal that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I give it to you. I yeah. give it to you. Well, Pat, you've been very generous with your time. We've, we've got a couple of last questions. You know, you talked about kind of you know, coming out of COVID, post-COVID, I've heard her say, you know, we're kind of a new normal and, you know, well, this will probably be with us for a while. We'll probably be taking COVID shots along with our flu shots. But, you know, do, do you see some major changes in, in the business, um, you know, specifically for Wallace and Carrie moving through this and, in in you know, what does life look like uh, as we hopefully not maybe necessarily get to the other side, but that, you know, manage in a world that's going to be very different moving forward? Yeah, a lot of people have used the the phrase a new normal. I like saying it's a new dynamic. Um mm, and, and I I, think, I might steal that one. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think society wants to society over the last 12 months there's a lot of positives, obviously yeah. a lot of negatives, but there's some positives you can take out of this situation like time with your family and sure. and yeah, and, and those types of things. I went from yeah being on the road 150 days a year to I haven't <laughs> flown in 12 months. And, and yeah, so yeah, exactly. I think as exactly. we, as we come out of COVID um, there's an opportunity to um, challenge that status quo and, yeah, and, right, right. and push to um, more balance. Yeah. More balance and, and, yeah. and not be afraid to, express the emotional or mental side that can be difficult on a lot of people. And, and right. if we can't lean on each other, then, then we're not going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes good sense. Well, lastly, um, what career and life advice, Pat, would you give to someone who maybe has their eyes on the corner office and, and, and maybe specifically is in a family business, right? And, uh, you know, maybe they're not the number one child. <laughs> maybe they're in the middle like you, or, or maybe they're just, you know, taking a look around and trying to figure out whether that's for me, you know, what's, what, what does it take to be successful and, and, and you know, be, be, be the head of a family business and, 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 you know, make it to that fourth and fifth generation, which I'm sure is on your mind as well. 
Well, my kids are probably listening, so I'll say, you know what? Go be a race car driver or a hockey player, and, and, and there's a lot easier, a lot easier yeah. ways to make a living than in a family business. It mm. it, it can mm. be so true. It can be yeah. extremely. Um, my father and I had some epic battles, but we 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 stayed close and and always respected and and had a great relationship. Um, yeah. So family business can be very rewarding. But uh, you have to go in with your eyes wide open. And and I think the same way as we're trying to get feedback, you've got to be able to have the tough conversations. And I think my mm. my career advice would be asking those tough questions and, and probing. Don't see that as a difficult thing to do. See that as the right thing to do to make sure you're making the best decisions for yourself. And yeah. Yeah. Making the best decisions for yourself isn't selfish. It's 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 your life. No. It's you're the indi- right. it's it's yours to control and guide and and um, don't see it as a selfish move. See it as doing the best thing for you and your family. Yeah, and and the family business ultimately too. Right? There's no reason to try to force a square peg in a round hole. You, yeah. you mentioned being a race car driver. I know facetiously, but actually, I interviewed a CEO who did. At, like you become a third generation CEO, but he took 20 years off and went into race car driving <laughs> and ran a marketing company for a while and then decided he wanted to come back in the end. And he's, you know, transformed that company strategically. So uh, not bad advice, Pat. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> I'd be, I, I'd be lying if you don't think about the fourth generation and those types of things, but sure. it it's both sides have to be excited. Yeah. It. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Pat Carey, Chief Executive Officer of Wallace and Carey, thank you so much for sharing your story into the corner office. Appreciate it. And I want to thank my family and Brandy for their support. It's it's been a it's been a great treat and mm. we've enjoyed the ride. Thank you for listening to Into the Corner Office with Brant Hanley. We hope you enjoyed hearing our guest CEO story as much as we did. If you want to hear more CEOs reveal their journey into the corner office, please subscribe via iTunes and tell your friends and colleagues. For more information about Brant, Resource Options International, and the mighty middle market, visit www.goforroi.com. We look forward to having you join us for our next episode.